Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, everybody. Douglas Movies is coming to Sweet Home San Diego tomorrow, Saturday. You know, depending on when you listen to this, July 31st, 420, American Comedy Company. Check out You Don't Know Doug on Instagram and at Douglas Movies on Twitter to see videos of the prizes that I'm going to be giving away. And uh, enjoy the show. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love men, 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 men. Thanks, as always, to our presenting sponsor, OCB Rolling Papers. OCB only uses natural acacia gum for an always-sticks experience. Enjoy the show! This is Douglas Movies coming to you once again from... I'm doing shows in front of live audiences, but these Zoom shows still seem like, uh, you know, better, safe way to do things... With another Homes Alone edition, it's Thursday, July 29th, 2021, and this is this month's bonus or extra episode. We preempt Wide World of Dougs for uh, one show a month to bring you one more Douglas movies. Sometimes this is a standalone edition. Sometimes it's themed. Sometimes it's not. I've got a theme for today, and I'll share it after I say the names of my guests. They are Mark Ellis, Ben David Grabinski, and Greg Wyshynski. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Always a pleasure, <laughs> Mr. Benson. <laughs> Let's meet everybody individually and alphabetically. Mark Ellis is here. Uh. down. What do you know down? <laughs> I'm sorry, Greg. I didn't make your last I, name. I, well, it's just it's it's bringing back PTSD <clears throat> from elementary school. Okay, so <laughs> hey, look, having an E last name is a pretty sweet spot to be in because you're never the first kid, so you get you get a couple <laughs> opener kids, and then teacher calls your name, and you're like ready to go. You can crack a joke. It really the E last name opens up a world of possibilities. Doug, it's a pleasure to be joined by uh, you once again. And the last time I was on your show. I was in the great city of Seattle. And now, as it happens, I'm once again in the great city of Seattle. Oh, okay. It is a great city. It's and, awesome. Uh, I'm glad it's not you raining still... right now. Yeah, that's good. It, they've had a bit of a stretch there of uh, no rain. It's been uh, strange. You'd, you'd think there's some sort of uh, change happening to the uh, climate. <laughs> what? Like there's something different than there used to be. Yeah, it's uh, strangely <laughs> changing, but uh, you know, in a, in a good way if you're there visiting. Because boy, I was a, I was up in the Pacific Northwest, and the, the weather was nice and warm and sunny the entire time. It didn't rain a drop, but like when you turn on the TV, they're like, "Oh my God, what's happening? Will we ever have rain again?" <laughs> you know, so it's nice to visit, but uh, it's it's weird. It's you know, people there aren't used to it. Yes, I highly recommend Seattle. Before the apocalypse, to all of your listeners. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's a good, it's a good spot. Um, you are a dangling champion on the show. I believe that means uh, that you won uh, on a particular episode and couldn't come back on the next show. So I've just been waiting to, uh, to slot you back in. Does that feel familiar? That sounds right. And that sounds like really the Mark Ellis life story, dangling champion where uh -huh. he just couldn't show up to get his trophy. Yeah. Well, you're, uh, you know, going to be up against it today because we have going for his fifth win in Ooh. as many shows consecutively, uh, pot potentially tying Claire Kramer's record setting run. If he wins today, it's Ben David Grabinski. Hello, Ben David. Uh, hey, it seems like you brought in like professional trivia people to play me this time. So <laughs> I'm a little worried, like as much as I may have a benefit for my last name ending with ski, uh, which I didn't really track that discussion. Uh, I feel like today it's going to be a challenge. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I've challenged you uh, again and again, and you, you rise above the, the challenge every time. Uh, if this was a sporting event or a, you know, trivia schmodown, Mark Ellis would really be uh, talking it up the, the way that he does. That, that reminds me of a question for you, Mark. Um, why, don't, why aren't you, uh, you know, hosting a um, diarrhea slip and slide show? Well, I mean, the pitch is there. We're just, we're, we're waiting to hear back from the suits. And look, here's the thing people got to remember is that, yes, I, I co-created a really uh, cool trivia show, uh, the movie Trivia Schmodown, but I haven't competed in it in like five years. I just asked wow. the questions. And so when you ask the questions and you have the answer right in front of you, it actually makes you dumber at movie trivia. So I've had five years of increasingly being a moron when it comes to film. So I barely remember anything now. If that makes Greg or Ben David feel any better. Yeah, this is a real can Drew Carey win the pricing games scenario for watching here. <laughs> I would kill it. They should do that at the Olympics is have before each event have uh, before they perform their event, the person explain why they'll lose if they lose. I think they should actually have a, all the ju the judges should do the competition before it starts. That's what it should be. Yes. <laughs> the, the people who are like usually giving them a 10, that's like, see how good you can do it, Chump, and just see how that goes. <laughs> also joining us, frequent guests on the show. Don't know how many wins. Also, he likes hockey. It's Greg Wyshynski. Hey, Greg. I mean, it, 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 hockey is kind of a career, uh, Doug. I am the uh, senior hockey writer for our friends at ESPN. Uh, frequent guest yeah. on the 12 Guests of Christmas show. Yeah, for you and, well, uh, that's what I'm saying is you straddle yeah. both worlds. And yeah. you, do it, uh, you do it beautifully uh, for, uh, for a uh, hockey uh, enthusiast. You also just seem to know as much about movies. And so that's always... Uh, fun to have you on the show because you have there you're competitive but you know um have some limitations what would you say your limitations are as a movie trivia person I, should i be telling you this uh oh, oh i guess not I guess uh, it's, it's I guess. definitely <laughs> star wars and marvel movies don't ask me a damn thing about those things doug i don't know okay shit. Right. um no i it's yeah i love doing the show um and uh, I think probably like one of the few sports adjacent people that you've had in the show, correct? Yeah, it happens sometimes. Um, ooh, I just saw a professional wrestler that follows me. So I'm going to maybe track him down and see if he wants to, uh, you know, do this show. Cause he probably, you know, even the WWE probably has rules against, uh, you know, smoking weed. Uh, so <laughs> they probably they probably want to be on the, the movie well, trivia show and not the pot show. But um, it, de it depends. Is it a WWE wrestler or is it one of the wrestlers that wrestles in matches where they're breaking each other with like fluorescent bulbs? Because those guys probably could go on the weed <clears throat> show. I'm guessing. I think there should yeah. be like a wrestler who's like weed man who's just too stoned to compete. Like that's like <laughs> a really good opportunity. Yeah, the trouble is they'd still want to like hit you over the head with a folding chair or something. Like you'd still have to be able to take it, even if you didn't fight anybody. Because uh, you know, just showing up and being a non-fighting character is really a it's an uphill battle in in the world of wrestling. <laughs> After seeing the movie, the wrestler though, I gotta think. 
literally every wrestler that ever lived has to have some sort of relationship with marijuana after a match. Oh, I'd imagine. Well, just the that or painkillers or both. I just watched um, two full seasons of Dark Side of the Ring, uh, which is all about all the dark sides of the ring. Yeah. And it feels like every single wrestler drank a lot and was addicted to prescription meds. Uh, yeah. So it'd, it'd be a lot cooler if there was just like a lot of like, oh, yeah, he was just high all the time. But no, there was actually a uh, wrestling movie news this week, Doug, uh, that uh, Vince McMahon himself is making a film about oh. Vince McMahon and Ooh, his oh. uh, steroid trial in the 1990s. That's a very exciting oh. thing. Fantasy casting Vince McMahon in a Vince McMahon movie. Oh, that's going to be unbiased and impartial. <laughs> <laughs> I am a big oh, sports fan though, Doug. So I'm not, I don't work in professional sports like in the same capacity Greg does, but everybody up here in Seattle is very excited about the Kraken. So Damn Greg, right. what's the over under how many years do the Seattle folk have to wait before their first NHL Stanley cup? Uh, well, the last team that we invited into the league as Doug knows was the Vegas golden Knights. And they made yeah. the Stanley Cup final in their first season. Uh, yeah, but there's a, I was like, a healthy... damn, those Golden <laughs> Knights. Look at them go. <laughs> but there's a healthy amount of skepticism that maybe the Kraken haven't done as well as the Golden Knights in amassing their talent in the expansion draft. So I would mm. say three or four years. But here's the thing about the Kraken. Great name, also movie adjacent. But yes. they had the absolute perfect hockey name that they didn't take, which is the Seattle Sockeyes. It's a fish and also people punching each other in the face. Yeah, but oh. given the history of hockey fans, they would have been throwing sockeyes on the ice before, yeah. during, and after literally every game. I'm excited because it is movie adjacent, Doug, the Kraken, and I will put any amount of money on this. Opening night in October, when all the lights go down to introduce the home team, they're going to play like a cool montage to pump the fans up. They're going to play... That, that's the last thing you're going to see before they introduce the team is Liam Neeson saying, release the Kraken. I guarantee it. Gonna Look, play? If, it was a, if it was a sock eyes, it, the logo would be a fish with a black eye, right? right. That would be pretty dope. Pretty, pretty dope, that, right? Yeah, that's all they still, right, but can't you just sort of underground it and like make it like, you know, you could lead the charge to just everybody referring to them as the sock eyes, whether they like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that especially or not you know and then you know go down to you know uh pike place and uh you know doctor videos so that you, people are walking away with black eyes from getting hit in the face of this fish perfect <laughs> perfect by the way mark based on based on this last like four or five releases i'd say there's probably three to one odds that liam neeson shows up for the home opener based on his Ooh, yeah yeah, you just got to make sure there's snow. If there's snow on the ground, Liam Neeson <laughs> wants to be there. Oh, I like it. It's wild how every movie he's in has a wintry setting. And what does he do in the summers? <laughs> he goes to shovel the driveway and there's no snow Thanks. there. And, they, and he curses the sky. Yeah, he sure does. Oh, my God. I I can't. I, I think someday somebody, I mean, maybe they already have a super cut of every time Liam Neeson ex has explained to someone that they're dying and talked them through the process. It's a, it's pretty amazing. And he, and he does it in more than, than one genre, but we have to take a break already. But when we get back, we're going to visit recommendation nation uh, right after these messages for you. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back. Time to go to Recommendation Nation. 
Ben David Grabinski, you knew you know this is coming. Your choices are always excellent movies, but controversial. River's Edge at press time was uh, kicking ass in the uh, poll, and you you picked that last uh, last show. So congratulations on that. What's your what's your recommendation today? Uh, I'm still tempted to recommend Happily, but I won't. So what I'm going to recommend <laughs> this week is a fish called Wanda. Nice. Oh, uh, speaking of fishes and black eyes, holy crap. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just, it felt it's like... It's got really everything. It, I don't know if it has sockeyes in it, because I don't know what the fuck a sockeye is. But it could it's be, because there's a lot of actual fish. Oh, it's a salmon? Right. Yeah. Man, I am just fucking yeah. fish illiterate. But, uh, uh, but, 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 you know, Terry Palin does have a, a black eye at one point. I believe he does. Yeah. Uh, he, he gets messed up. So A Fish Called Wanda is uh, a caper movie with a lot of Monty Python people. Uh, you got John Cleese, Jamie Lee Curtis, famously not part of Monty Python, uh, and Kevin Klein at his absolute best. It's one of the funniest movies ever made, uh, and it's about people who rob some diamonds and then a uh, fish swallows the diamonds or something anyway the whole point is kevin <laughs> kevin klein is really really funny as a dumb american uh who doesn't want to be considered dumb and i think it's actually the funniest john cleese and anything i could say about it if you're like one of five people who hasn't seen it um i just don't want to ruin any of the jokes but i guarantee you'll laugh a lot and if you don't uh i don't know what's wrong with you so fish call yeah Wanda. yeah what's wrong with you um might be just watching it at home alone because I don't I don't think it's like a laugh. You know, it's not one of those constant laugh movies. It's more it's all based in, you know, situations and uh, the, the characters. And it's uh, uh, yeah. Kevin Klein won Best Sporting Actor for I believe it might be his only Oscar for that. Um, and he's just he's one of the best. Um, but it's uh, not for animal lovers. <laughs> Uh, yes, it is. It, 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 I mean, as an animal lover, <laughs> that is both funny and also not at all funny. <laughs> yeah, it hits extra hard in both directions. <laughs> uh, that's a good um, way of putting it. Yeah, um, I believe, you know, uh, amusingly enough, I think uh, Paget Brewster on a previous episode, not the one she was on with you, Ben David, but another one, I believe Fish Called Wanda was her choice. So it is... Uh, it is uh, continuing to live on and get referenced, and that's always uh, nice. Mark Ellis, recommend a movie. Well, based on A Fish Called Wanda, I'm tempted to take uh, the follow-up that some of the Monty Python members attempted called Mom and Dad Saved the World, but it just wasn't all that good. So <laughs> I think... I'm going to go with the movie. My last theater movie was I got to go to a advanced screening of the M. Night Shyamalan movie, Old, and I really liked it. I thought it was cool. It was it was good filmmaking. The uh, the, the cast played their roles very well. It was unnerving, and I liked the uh, how the story winds and zigs and zags. Okay, I, I, it's nice to hear that it has more more than one zig. It sounds like <laughs> zigging and sounds zagging. like it's zigs and zags and maybe zigs again. Um, you know, M Night Shyamalan. Uh, people love to. Uh, M night shit all over him, but he's, uh, you know, uh, he's made some really good movies. I think he just, uh, I don't know. I just think getting, just being the twist person is just such a weird thing to be stuck with, you know? And, yeah. Yeah. It's a tough thing. You always feel like you got to live up to it, but like, cause he had, he had like such a, such a decline for a minute, but then he just made a par putt with the visit. And I really liked the visit. And I thought that was like, <laughs> Oh, this is the guy again. And since then, he's kind of like stuck to what he what he knows audiences sort of expect with his movies, but he's done it in unique ways with every subsequent film. And so I just I, I like having people like that have success because it's always a sort of event when you get to go see one of their movies. Okay. It's on the it's on it's it's officially your recommendation. I just want to circle back to the unofficial sequel to a fish called Wanda was Mom and Dad Save the World. Well, it had Eric Idle in it, and oh. it had 
I don't know. I can't remember who else. Was it Michael Palin? Somebody else I mean, was, it was in you know, it was John Lovitz. Yeah, it was John Lovitz and I think like Terry Garr or something. But the, but the thing is, um, there really was kind of an unofficial sequel that did have the same four people uh, yeah. called uh, called Fierce Creatures, I think. Oh, right. Yeah, that's it. Right. Yeah. So that's why I was thrown by. I didn't know if you were making a joke or you were just, it couldn't be more wronger. Well, um, sometimes it's both. Yeah. Uh, Greg Wyshynski, what's your recommendation today? I'm happy that we're not doing the last movie you saw a bit because then I'd have to say Mortal Kombat and I don't want to talk about that movie. Um, I don't either. <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a rough one for a, for a man of my age. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go back. I've always wanted to talk about this movie uh, on this podcast, actually, because I, I really love it. And I don't know if anybody remembers it. So in the vein of Spinal Tap, there was a, a parody documentary or mockumentary, as it were, called The Making of And God Spoke. It's 1993. Oh, Remember that movie? Yeah, I've so, seen it. 1993. Uh, you, uh, it's streaming. You can get it on like Apple and stuff. And it's basically a parody of these two guys making a biblical epic. And not all of it works. There's a lot of really funny stuff in it. Like they run out of money and have to start putting product placement into their biblical, biblical epic of like, you know, cans of Coke and stuff. And uh, it's got a really weird ass cast, Soupy Sales, Lou Ferrigno and uh, Eve Plum from the Brady Bunch are in it. And uh, if you like the mockumentary stuff, if you like the Christopher Guest stuff and the, and the Spinal Tap stuff, you might want to check this out. It's it's a it's a really weird, fun movie, but I, it's one that I I always really enjoyed, and I feel like it's kind of been lost to uh, time because it came out in like '93. Yeah, and has that title like that's not a catchy title. What's it? How, say it again. It's called I believe the full title is The Making of And God Spoke, but you might be able to also find it as And God Spoke. And uh, again, it's just it's just a really fun, cheesy kind of Hollywood uh, satire um, that that has some really big laughs in it for sure. I, I, I really enjoyed that flick and have caught up with it in the last few years and it still kind of holds up. All right. Um, Soupy sales. That's yeah. I mean, Hollywood legend, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was called Soupy because he got that nickname as a little kid because his older brothers all had nicknames that had a similar uh, cadence to them and it wasn't because like it, like it's fondness for soup or uh, uh anything actually soup soup related it was just a sound thing hmm. great story doug listen um <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to go to another break. That's what I was thinking about is like, what would be more interesting than this story I'm telling right now? Oh, I know another advertisement for something that the listeners need. So thank you for your recommendations. Games are next. We'll be right back. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know, I love Skims underwear. So I finally tried their bras and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. We're back, and it's game time. Let's start with something called, How Long Is It? <laughs> Uh, it's a popular game on the show where I'll name a thing and then each of you guess how long it is. Now, we're going to start with Mr. Ellis and then go to Ben David and then to Greg. And just remember, this is sort of a warm-up game. It's not that important to win. You just get to go first in the next game, which isn't always necessarily an advantageous position. 
Um, do you want me to try or not? Do you want me to? <laughs> it seems like you want you me mean? to sandbag this answer, Doug. Why? What do you mean? Well, because yeah, love, the I'd next game, it. the next game, maybe it's advantageous to go last. So maybe I don't know. Oh, mm. yeah, I don't. I don't know. I feel like it's not. To be honest, I don't feel like there's a true. It's more a luck of the draw deal with this next game, like first or last. I don't know if that really is going to matter. Well, it really doesn't matter uh, for me anyway, because I, I want to win everything. So, yeah, oh. you want to go first if you're going to absolutely know answers to things. But the, the questions are not easy. So it's sometimes better to just lay back and get the point with by letting the other person fail. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but in this particular game, Closest without going over wins, Price is Right style. Mm -hmm. And the question today, the thing I want you to tell me how long it is, is Forrest Gump's epic run. Remember how in the movie there was a period of time where he ran and he ran and he ran, and then they told us out loud exactly how many oh. years, months, days, and hours the Forrest Gump character ran back and forth across the United States. So hmm. in years, months, days, and hours, if you want to be that specific, uh, how long was it starting with Mark Ellis? Oh my God. Now, I thought now you realizes that going first is not always a good thing. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask for like the running time of the movie Forrest Gump. And I'm like, I, think I, I was too. <laughs> this is uh this is great though. I love, love the concept of this game. And I think that I think Forrest, I think I remember from the movie Forrest running for four years. Um, so I'm going to say four years, three months, uh, two weeks and five days. Wow. That was specific. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I, you know what? You don't need to do weeks. Okay, then I'll do four years and three months. That's too okay. bad. I was really hoping you'd be one day over. Yeah, <laughs> that would be that'd be a hilarious mistake. Um, well, Greg, yeah, Greg, Greg is going. If Greg's going last, he can just do one day and, and real prices. <laughs> I was going to literally just yeah. add a day to your number. That was going to be my guess. <laughs> now, now I'm yeah. robbed of my joke. Right. It's very, uh, very price is right of you to try to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, you could also, you could also just bid one second or one, you know, minute, uh, or I guess one hour is probably the lowest you'd want to go. Considering I said it's in years, months, days, and hours. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's at least more than an hour. Uh, ben David. What, what do you want to go with? What, what do you think? Do you like, was Forrest Gump like, is that a, a movie for you is that something you're fond of you know i have like sentimental feelings about it but i have a struggle with how right wing the movie is because <laughs> it, it's sort of the whole movie is Forrest being smarter than like every activist or political person right and then the one woman who's trying to just be free like gets like the worst kind of aids i think like yeah. it, it's got a very uh the movie's a little rude to people who are democrats and women but mm -hmm. it has a fresh soundtrack of songs i've never heard in other movies so <laughs> uh, <laughs> that really goes a long way for me uh, it's uh he's, he's an enjoyable filmmaker there's no getting <clears throat> around it but like even when the movie came out and everybody loved it including me i, I did love it at first, I still rolled my eyes hard into the back of my head when he gets splashed with mud and it makes a smiley face on his shirt and then smiley face shirts become uh, popular. That was where I was like, okay. <laughs> and that's think, pretty deep, pretty deep into the movie before the AIDS. <laughs> You're like, before <laughs> that I'm in, wait, 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 yeah. mud shirt. No, I'm just out. Yeah. Uh, it had some, you know, it had some charming things in it for sure, but it's just, it's especially now as time marches forward, it does get weirder and more, uh, it seems like less and less like a movie for everybody. 
Yeah, and I guess the real thing that movie has, and I mean this earnestly, is like the score is so effective and emotional that I don't know if the movie actually is or not, but you're sort of, if you like get in the vibe of that movie, it really is like sad and stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> uh, great original soundtrack. So just, you know, that's really my own, all my feelings about Forrest Gump. I mean, that summer, I think I was more like into the shadow or something. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. but uh yeah you know it's pretty good the box of chocolates thing becoming ubiquitous was a problem too like it just kind of it it, it filtered through pop culture for like the next three years and became you know you go to the shore and find box of chocolate t-shirts which is a little bit too much it's a little bit like austin powers where like yeah that line was good but to hear it a bunch outside of the movie diminishes the impact yeah, Correct. and everybody can do the impression because they just say the line exactly the way the character says it, and the char- it's always a character with a you know out- outrageous voice. You know, <laughs> the, the best thing about Forrest Gump is also this is the second time I've had nine eleven trivia on this show <laughs> that uh, they wrote a Forrest Gump too. And when nine eleven happened, apparently the writer and Zemeckis called each other, and they were like, "The world has changed. We shouldn't make a Forrest Gump too," and they didn't. Oh, so you're trying to find a weird silver lining in the what happened? <laughs> no, just, it was just trivia, man. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. It usually it's usually it usually goes Patriot Act and then Forrest uh-huh. Gump two in that order. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you need a Forrest Gump sequel more? than ever after nine eleven? Because like Forrest goes to space. Like, isn't that something we can all rally around? Yeah, I don't understand that 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 attitude. Like, oh, you know, it's not unless the right they're going like, to put him on one of the planes or something. Well, the Patriot Act maybe... is why we didn't get Joe versus the volcano too. <laughs> really, the, the, the reason we didn't get a lot of Tom Hanks sequels is because of these situations. You know? Right, he couldn't travel to the volcano. Yeah, obviously, right. yeah. And, and directly led to the terminal, ironically as well. So. But that dude that the dude that wrote and directed uh, Volcano had a bad experience directing the movie, even though I think it turned out brilliantly. Um, he had a bad experience, so he didn't direct again for a while. But he's he's written a lot of good stuff, and his most recent movie, that Green Mountain Time or something like that. Oh my God, that movie! It's not good. <laughs> well, it's uh, if I told you why it was ending, it is the greatest twist ending in the history of movies. And if I told you right now, you'd think I'd made it up. Yeah. So oh, I, I gotta I watch that, it now. I'm gonna watch so it now for sure. You're gonna fall. It. You'll you're gonna fall off your couch. But I just love that John Patrick Shanley wrote Moonstruck and then also wrote Congo. Like, yeah. That's it. Like the guy who wrote Moonstruck wrote Congo, and I think they're like a really good double feature. He's got a few, uh, he's got some interesting uh, credits as a writer. And of course, I've uh, really liked uh, some of his plays. And uh, so I was psyched about this movie, you know, friend of the show, John Hamm is in it and uh, foe of the show, Amy Adams is in it. And um, yeah, I don't know uh, what happened. I just lost steam on it because the reviews weren't good. But now this twist ending thing's got me so excited because there's, there's so rarely a good twist ending anymore. Uh, you know, because they just telegraph, you know, there's just, there's always, they always need to tell you that it's going to happen, you know, somehow. Um, oh, oh, so, so it's Ben Davis heard to bid. We're playing a game. Yeah, yeah, we're playing a game, you guys. Uh, I'm going to guess uh, four years and four months. All right. I got my month window. <laughs> yeah it really is uh really is tight uh greg what are you what are you gonna do with this uh one hour doug <laughs> <laughs> you know what i i really respect your play and i you know if i were a good host and time this out i would uh take a break right now before revealing these very exciting results but uh that's not how it's going to go. So I'm just going to tell you that Greg wins. Oh, good. Yay. Or uh-oh. I don't know because, yet. Because Mark uh, led Ben David and himself astray with the four years thing. Was it two according, years? According to my sources, three years, two months, 14 days, and 16 oh. hours. Mm, wow. All right. Yeah. Okay. 
Man, so, Mark, why'd you do that to me? Hey, look, I I had the Jackson Brown song in my head, and I was just thinking about <laughs> the you know wiping your face and coming up with a bumper sticker slogan. He he did a lot of things during that three years that most most humans it would have taken you four years and three months. Right. Um, but we still have uh, Greg Wyshynski as our winner, hey. which means. I'm so excited about this. You get to go first in our next, last, and most important game of the day. It's the OCB game presented by OCB Rolling Papers. Mm. Hey, everybody. Today's show is presented by our friends, OCB Rolling Papers. OCB is the largest rolling paper brand in the world and has been one with nature, crafted naturally since 1918. So you know they've perfected the process for a consistently awesome session time after time. In perfect harmony with natural, sustainable practices, the highest quality textile papers responsibly sourced and sustainably crafted have always been the OCB signature. OCB offers a full line of papers made with sustainable fibers, including flax, wood, organic hemp, bamboo, they've got them all in a full line of sizes in both booklets and cones. I gave away a bunch of cones in Irvine recently. I hope to give away more at future Douglas Movies tapings. No GMOs, no chlorine, and no dyes in OCB papers. All OCB papers are plant to puff. OCB makes their paper from their mill in Avion. That's a real place to the factories that they own in Perpignan, France. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. With all fibers and packaging material sustainably farmed from within a 500-kilometer radius and the always-sticks acacia gum grown in African fields that OCB has been reforesting for decades. Unlike most other brands that buy their paper from a third party, OCB oversees the entire paper-making process, ensuring a century of quality straight to your hands. And best of all, their paper booklets are made in a facility that's powered by 100% green energy. Again, so awesome. In 2020, OCB rolled out America's first ultra-thin, slow-burning bamboo rolling paper and cones that have been taking the market by storm. Using only unbleached French-milled bamboo, OCB is aiming to make bamboo your second favorite plant. Get it? As always, they are harvested responsibly, highly sustainable, chlorine-free, dye-free, bleach-free, even-burning, GMO-free, and vegan. What? Ask for OCB wherever you buy your papers and sample the entire line of products. In the meantime, OCB has an unreal deal for our listeners. Visit ocbusa.com slash Doug to get four booklets of OCB and a rolling tray for only $4.99. This bundle's worth 20 bucks. Limited time only. Follow OCB on Instagram at OCBUSA to stay in touch with the natural wonder of OCB. Must be 21 and up to buy our papers and follow our social accounts. Back to the show. Here's how the new and improved OCB game works. Yeah, it's called OCB game now because I figured out a different game to play under the banner supplied by our friends at OCB Rolling Papers. And also I was thinking with repeating winners like Sir Ben David Grabinski, it's good to not, you know, uh play the one version of the ocb game rolling with it it's good not to play that uh you know too too frequently because uh you know hey you get too good at the strategy of it and uh so i'm gonna mix it up with what's merely called the ocb game for this reason each question i ask of you all in this game the answer is either o c or B. The OCB game. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm going to kill this one, man. I think so. I think it is great. Uh, first person gets a question. Answer O, C, or B. Get it wrong. The next person has it narrowed down to just two possibilities. So they have a chance to get a point. If they get it wrong, the third person gets the gimme, and then the next round starts with the first person again. Wow. 
Yeah. Um, first to three points wins or two if we're running behind. I think we're doing good. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Mark, I just want to note that uh, going first blows, uh, actually. So, uh... hey, hey, <laughs> look, there's a reason why Ben David and I went four years. We wanted to be <laughs> I should have said like a millennium. There are yeah. some there are some games where being first is really valuable. Like if it's a poll where there's like an obvious winner, but this probably isn't one of them. Yeah, and I don't know how tough these questions are, but I do know that I'm going to be tough on the amount of time you get before answering. So you uh, please answer within about uh, 10 seconds or less when I call on you. Okay. Wow, course, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're it's, getting a little, you know, you're, getting, you're getting a tiny little bit of schmodown timing in you, Doug. Well, you know, some of these games, like if you, you know, it's very easy for somebody to filibuster their way to a correct answer. You know, <laughs> On the show, just, no. By just chatting about it for a bit, you know, or, or doing a riff, a riff about it. So, which I, you know, I encourage, it's supposed to be a fun show, but uh, give me your answer quickly and then riff all you want after that. Mark Ellis. Oh, wait, I got to write down one more thing. I didn't write down a place for you guys to uh, accrue your uh, points. And it's, it's Greg's going first, I believe, but. Okay. But Greg, if you wanted to ask no, you, me something you, else, I'm, I'm you here had for it, you. Right? You had it right. You had it right, Doug, actually. No, it's, it's Greg. Mark. It's Greg, then Mark, then Ben David. I'm not 100 percent sure I understand how this works. Maybe I'll figure it out after you get through. Greg. Oh, you'll 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 be like, oh, this is how it works. Uh, like 20 minutes after we're done with the show. <laughs> okay. And it's <laughs> and it's O C and B as in B. B is right. in uh, Jerry Seinfeld's B movie. Mm. There's another B movie that recently came out, uh, Ben David. Wait, what? What? Oh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, no comment. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. so, Greg, here's your first question. Answer O, C, or B. Julia Roberts lends her voice to an animated movie that starts with O, C, or B. The title of this movie starts with O, C, or B. Which one is it? I will go B. B is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> so now we go to Mark. And that leaves you with O or C. Julia Roberts animated movie. She doesn't do a lot of them. Just a couple by my count. One of them starts with O or C. Which letter is it? Yeah, I think it is C, Doug. All right. Uh, you do not have to explain why you're guessing C. You can wait until I tell you whether or not it's right or wrong. I like the way you're playing this. Very coy. Yeah. <laughs> Which also begins with the letter C. C is correct. What's the name of the movie, Mark? Um... That's where I might need a little more than 10 seconds. Well, there's no bonus point or anything for saying Charlotte's web. She's the voice. Oh, right. right. She's okay. the voice of the web in Charlotte's yeah. web. She's like, ow, ow, quit stepping on me, Charlotte. Okay. Um, wow. Right. She was also a voice in the ant bully. Huh. Interesting great, project. Great position. Yeah. It's a great position if you can get it to be a, being an ant bully. Yeah, I, I mean, aren't we all? Deep down, <laughs> deep down. I try to be cool with them, but, you know, sometimes you just got to say nope. Um, we're trying to have a picnic here, ants. <laughs> what just happened? I'll tell you what just happened. Mark Ellis is on the board with one point. Ben David Grabinski was locked out of that one, but he gets to go first on this next question. A real brain right. tickler. A real brain tickler. Good oh, luck, no. Ben David. Steven Spielberg's 23rd feature film as director, give or take a movie or two, begins, depending on what you define as a movie, begins with what letter? O, C, or B? 
23 movies into Stevie's career, which one do you think it is, Ben David? I don't like this one. Right? <laughs> so, there's so much you have to go through in your head in so I, little time. I know. I'm oh, fuck. Uh, uh, it's one of those kick yourself when you find out. I'm kicking moments. myself already. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, C fuck. or B? Just pick one. B. B is B is incorrect. Hmm. Well, I, we I'm, fi Greg. I'm finally done. I'm going to lose. We go to Greg. Uh, boy, I really thought There's it was lots B, more game to come. I thought, it was B too. I thought it was B too. Uh, I'll go C. You're going C? Yeah. You're serious about this? <laughs> well, you know, the incorrect B is off the board, which is the one that I thought it was going to be. All right. If you're going C, then that is correct. <laughs> the film is called Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, I was really thinking it was because he did. I think he did. Oh, I, are we doing those in this one? Is that yeah, real or no? That's, I was with that's, Greg. I was going BFG. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. He did, but he did Bridge of Spies like right around there, too. Oh, right. So I yeah, thought it was yeah. one of those two. But both yeah, of those, that's, that's why I did B. There's like two yeah. B. But if yeah. you do the math now in your heads, Catch Me If You Can came quite a few years before all those Bs. And no O's in his entire filmography. Wow. Um, but that means that Greg is also on the board with one point. And Mark is first up. Ready, Mark? Yes, sir. Idris Elba. Just everybody is saying amazing in The Suicide Squad. Idris Elba plays a police chief who is a yak or some shit in Zootopia. <laughs> Does his last name, he's like chief of police. He's a police chief. Does his last name begin with an O, a C, or a B? <laughs> Oh, man, that is a deep cut, Doug. Or, you know, have a kid watch Zootopia too many times. No, I'll take the loss. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that his last name starts with O. It, he's, he plays a cop. I'm going to guess there's some sort of Irish heritage, like an O'Malley situation. Mm. Okay. Um. Here's my response to that. Mm. Incorrect. Damn. I was really hoping that his last name was or some shit. And Doug was actually <laughs> giving it away in the question. Yeah. So if you, that would, if you have a that kid, would be, does that, that, that mean? Oh. <laughs> so if you have a kid, does that mean you automatically know the last name of every supporting character? In an <laughs> movie? Uh, no, but uh, we, you know, another way to look at it is that if you were a kid when, you know, uh, obviously, so Zootopia, you weren't a kid, but you probably know the last names of some classic animated characters. This is like, you know, I mean, Zootopia is a big deal to some people, not to us. I don't know Timon or Pumbaa's last names, but uh, Johnson. Right. But you know, two out of two of their first names. All right. So I'm just going to guess B. That is correct. Oh, you did it. Wow. I, I, Get this. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I got nothing. Oh, oh okay. Uh, <laughs> his name is uh, Chief Bogo. And I think without doing any research that that is a nod to Chief Bogomil or rather Lieutenant Bogomil in the uh, Beverly Hills Cop movies. Wow. Yep. I'd co-sign that. All right. right. That seems super obvious. I, lo I love finding those. And, uh, uh, that means that uh, Ben David is on the board. We've got a three-way tie. So much for you're going to lose today, Ben David. You are in the mix. Wow. I bet you 50 bucks I lose, but let's go. Okay, mm. I'm in the oh, I love that bet. Wait, do I? Um, I got I to pay, pay you. I got to pay you. I got to have you back on again. Wait a second. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I've yeah, you know, I've listened to the last couple of episodes, and this, this negging thing that you do when you are going to win a game, and all of a sudden it's like, I don't know, I might not win. Yeah. Seems pretty real, effective. And I don't know if it's psychological warfare against me and Mark, or if it's just to psych yourself up to win. What is it? I, 
it's, it's, we establish it's, it's a hustle based on the color of money. Yeah. Uh, and that's just my approach. So, yeah. Interesting. All right. Yeah. I think that's why a hundred percent honest. I think that Ben David is, is kicking himself and is so thrilled that he knew the last name of the cop in Zootopia. I think that secretly that's like a big thing in his life. Well, in that means that this... Zootopia, Zootopia 2 will start with Chief Bogo getting killed and then <laughs> they have to solve that murder. Yeah, there is not enough murder in Zootopia for sure. Um, <laughs> let's go to uh, Greg again. Greg, you start us off on this next one. All right. Um, Harrison Ford has made more movies that begin with the letter O, C, or B, and movies that begin with the word the begin with T. So that takes them all out of the running. Takes them off the running. Somebody mentioned it earlier. I'm sorry that I didn't uh, mention it. I forgot that I was playing with uh, professionals who, of course, would take that into account because, you know, T is such, the word the is just so, so prevalent in film titles from the Jaws to the... Deja vu. Harrison Wait, Ford. The, okay, I was going to say, is it the full question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Harrison Ford. More movies to begin with O, C, or B? Uh, C. C is correct. Yes. Hang on, hang on. I don't know how that got in the other room. Um, maybe the dog. O. The letter O, goose egg, Harrison Ford, maybe it's a superstition thing. He's never messed with it. No O titles. It was just B2, right? I think. Or... And B would be both Blade Runners. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's what yeah, I That's where his B's come from. And then not his bonnet. And then uh, the letter C, three times clear and present danger, crossing over, and cowboys and aliens. And oh, wait, I, was, I, I one more. I, uh, Call of the Wild was one, too, wasn't it? The Call of the Wild. Oh, is it The Call of the Wild? Well, it I just, sure is. I just, I just goofed my way. I stumbled into this one, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> also, The Conversation. So if you allow those, uh, Harrison Ford really went crazy with the C word. <laughs> and uh, he made five C word movies. And... Um, who got the point on that one? That was uh, Mark. I got it. Ben? I was. <laughs> David? Ben David? No, I did not. I believe it was Greg, okay. Doug. I I hate to it give him credit, Greg. but he knew okay. it. See, I told you guys before we started that your voices all sound similar. Um, mm. So this, this is bound to happen, but I'm glad we worked it out. Greg has two points. Mark has one. Ben David has one. Mark, you're up first on this one. That really worked out good going first in that last one for Greg. He nailed yeah. it. Yeah. See what you can do with this. Kind of, kind of, again, just stumbled my way into it. The yeah. call of the wild. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> Mark, uh, the Coen brothers have never made a movie that begins with O, C, or B. Which of those letters have never been the first letter wow. in the title of a Coen Brothers film. I'm counting the movies they've, you know, produced and directed together and taken co-credit. Uh, what do you think? Oh, boy. O, C, um, or B? I think that they have never made a movie that starts with the letter C. That is correct. And oh, brother, have they gone crazy <laughs> with the uh, the letter O is only oh, brother, where art thou? But the letter B is absolutely nuts. Blood Simple, Martin Fink, Burn After Reading, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, The Big Lebowski. They like the letter B in their titles. Those mm, brothers. Yeah. Those, those brothers are fond <laughs> of the letter B. And Mark has another point. This is really shaping up in an exciting way. Ben David gets to go first in the next round. He could turn this into a three-way tie if he can just figure this one out quickly and correctly. The second movie, Ben David, 
that has Brad Pitt and George Clooney in it begins, the title begins with what letter, O, C, or B? Second movie. The second movie that Brad Pitt and George Clooney both appear in. As we know, they work together several times. What was the second one? What did it begin with? O, C, or B? Give me your answer, please. Oh, no. <laughs> I know it's not O because I'm forgetting something, but I can't think of what the fuck it is, so I'm just going to have to say O. O is, I'm sorry, incorrect. Wow. We go to Greg... That's that's a that's a C or B. Uh, God. Um, the okay. There's got to be. I'll take C. Yep. <laughs> the second movie that they worked on together, one directed, and they both don't have huge parts in, but they're both in it. It's called Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, beginning with letters. <laughs> That was because Burn After Reading came after Oceans, at least Oceans 12. So I knew it couldn't have been that. Yeah. So I figured it was something I was. I, I didn't. Was I knew. I knew that they were in another movie together, but I could not remember which one it was. It was. I totally could not remember those confessions. That was that was a pure function of having gone after you, man, because if you, you took Oceans 12 off the board. So I figured it was something I was missing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just definitely a mislead there because, of course, they were in three Oceans movies together and um and then but as far as the b letter goes the two of them together was only burn after reading which would be their fifth movie together and they haven't been in a movie both of them in the same movie again since since that movie uh but guess what greg Rashinsky? oh my god you, you just ended an amazing run oh i feel David great but horrible grabinski Rashinsky takes down grabinski it's uh with Mark Ellis right there to see it all happen. Do we all owe Ben 50 bucks now? Oh, wait. Well, <laughs> is that how that works? <laughs> did, 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 I, did, I, did I make I think Greg or... should have to pay Ben more because he won. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. But I'm wondering, did I make you sad or is this freeing? Did I free you? <laughs> well, that's a great question. Ben, David, Grabinski, how do you – how do you? this is like the post-game interview where you finally – lost a run of games uh how are you how are you feeling uh, about it i feel like moses when he didn't get to enter the promised land i just i'm sort of oh. just staring off into the distance well you know it's four a, wins a sad time four wins is nothing to uh sneeze at as they say because uh the only person that's got more wins than you at this point is clara kramer with five and then there's a few people with three two and one uh back you know down behind you but you are currently our our second uh in second place on the leaderboard and uh it's been great having you happily is on uh the places where you get movies after they've been out for a couple of seconds and um uh anything else you'd like to uh, promote or uplift uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to promote this movie called Wild Mountain Time, which is about <laughs> Emily Blunt has a neighbor who she's in love with, and he spends 90 minutes turning her down. That's literally the premise of the movie. Yeah. Uh, and okay. So there you All go. Right. And then there's a twist. I'm, he's, yeah. a fucking ghost, he's a ghost or something. But anyway, whatever it is, I'm very excited to watch it now. And I won't even cheat and jump to the end. Because when it's a twist movie, even the worst ones, I find it excruciatingly delightful to have to ride it out to get to get to the twist because then you get to be extra extra mad at having uh, wasted your time um, <laughs> <laughs> uh mark ellis uh the slowdown is out of control there's so many matches so many uh amazing uh contests that you put on all the time for people that tell people how do you sign up to watch these things uh, you can check it all out on YouTube is our hub. And we have some live events coming back in New York is first up in Brooklyn. Woo! We got a big theater there in October. And uh, this actually on July 31st, Doug, uh, you have a big show. But before that, people can check out 
the collision, which is four matches in one day, headlined by Kevin Smith, that Kevin Smith, versus Marisol McKee. In whoever wins that gets to contend against Dan Merle for the singles championship belt of the world. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, thanks for having me again. I'm going to watch Wild Mountain Time, too, because I remember hearing about the movie. And since I recommended old, we all know I love a good twist. And so this is going to be fun to banter about back and forth. Ben David has sent us down a rabbit hole, and I will finish the mission. Yeah, yeah. we discussed it on uh, on the the Douglas Movies Twitter account. And um, I want to, you know, of course, I uh, have only competed once in the showdown, and that was uh, via Zoom. And uh, now that you're going back to, you know, in-person matches, I, I'm uh, excited to, uh, you know, throw my, uh, what do you do? I can't, can't, I don't throw my hat into the ring. Is that right? Yeah. You throw yeah. your towel you throw, you, throw, you can throw your hat. No, towel means you give up. Don't though. throw a towel. I'm not don't throwing throw a towel. towel. Yeah. Don't yeah, throw I'm the towel. I'm throwing a hat. I'm throwing a hat at you. Uh, I'm hitting you squarely in the face with a fedora uh, that, I, you know, I want to come back and uh, fedora. My, my captain. <laughs> My captain, they're soft hats. My captain, Sam, <laughs> Sam Levine, Sam, the man Levine is my captain. Oh, mm-hmm. captain. And he, um, uh, you know, he's, I guess he's trying to get me another match. So hopefully that'll happen soon. Hope, and hopefully it's live. The, uh, the, the kids love you, Doug, and we love you being a part of the show. So thank you for, thank you for being part of our family. Oh, uh, it's my pleasure. Uh, thank you. And thank you to Greg Wyshynski, who will become now a dangling champ because Ooh. we've got a few shows coming up where we're taking it out on the road uh, next Saturday. A couple days from now, we're in San Diego. And then the following Saturday is San Antonio. And the one Ooh. after that is a sack of tomatoes, California. And then... Um, <laughs> And then a week off, and then the very last weekend of August is uh, Indianapolis. These are all Saturdays at 4:20 in each of those towns, doing Douglas movies, and then posting those, uh, you know, in our regular uh, time slots. And we'll be supplementing shows with uh, Zoom shows. So uh, I hope it's the best of both worlds for everybody as we uh, move back out into the world. And um, uh, Greg Wyshynski, what do you have to plug? Uh, well, first off, it's awesome. I'm so happy that you're back on the road and doing shows in front of live audiences. It's the best show ever to watch live. Uh, oh, thank you. You can, you can read my stuff on ESPN.com uh, if you like the hockey stuff. I have a, a podcast called Puck Soup, which is hockey and pop culture. And then also we have a Patreon where you, if you're a Top Chef fan, you can find all uh, the episodes we did for this season of Top Chef. We have a podcast called Mise Pod that covers uh, Top Chef uh, and does episode reviews. So you can find that on the Puck Soup Patreon. And um, I'd also uh, recommend uh, Wild Mountain Time as a great buzz. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this movie has so much hype behind it now. Yeah, uh, it's, very, it's overhyped, but in a good way, I guess. Um, they, they sent me some stuff to, you know, uh promote the movie when it came out some really nice uh they sent me some uh some beer bread mix and some uh some you know the ingredients you need to to make this uh alcohol like bread with alcohol in it and it was uh i gotta say it was pretty delicious and uh i really hoped that the movie would be great and i heard that it wasn't so i just you know just haven't gotten around to seeing it so this is uh this is all coming together very nicely in fact I'll probably give away something. I'll probably give away a, maybe I've got some sort of wild mountain time thing I can give away on the show on Saturday. No promises, but I might have like a hat or something. I'm definitely giving away a painting from um, Paint Your Life, a company that you send them a picture and they'll make a painting of it. And I'm going to reveal that on my uh, socials sometime today or tomorrow. I'm giving that away on Saturday. Oh, that's cool. uh, yeah, and lots of other uh, lots of other big prizes because I got a lot of stuff uh, piled up during the pandemic in San Diego uh, is drivable, so I'll be able to bring a couple of the bigger uh, things that I've been given. I've got I've got this really nice robe that says um, something about being a motherfucker because it's from uh, it's a line that uh, Sam Jackson says in. Um, uh, it, it's a, the robe says hitman's bodyguard's wife, but then it also says something about some sort of F word thing on there. So that's always fun, especially, you know, if you got kids around and, um, did I have any other, uh, did 
Doug plugs I wanted to do, or am I satisfied with how that worked out? Um, yeah, douglovesmovies.com for more info on all those dates I was just talking about. Thank you once again to all three of my guests, uh, Mark Ellis, Ben David Grabinski, and Greg Wyshynski. We'll have you back on the show soon, Greg. And of course, everyone, open door policy. Let me know anytime you want to come back. And uh, as always... And sadly, for the last time, <laughs> we need new friends. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart.